Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast. And uh, on behalf of the NFL, uh, the Broncos, and honestly, anyone else involved with whatever the hell we just watched, I want to apologize to everyone for spending any part of their life taking in that absolute farce of a football game. Uh, it, it was a joke on many, many levels. And Zach, I just can't get past the fact that this game was played at all. There's a lot of different ways this could have been handled, a lot of different ways to point fingers at different people as to why this happened and why the Broncos were in this position in the first place. But I just can't get past the fact that that a football game was played when one team had zero quarterbacks and exactly what should and was supposed to happen happened. uh, And and it was a freaking joke all the way around. Well, I think I'm on an island here, Ryan, and I don't think a lot of people are going to like me for this, but I don't understand why. What, what You have to explain to me why did the NFL, why are so many people mad at the NFL? The NFL followed the rules while the Broncos didn't, and that is what Vic Fangio said after the game. He did not try to put this on anyone else. He put this on the quarterbacks and himself. The Broncos quarterbacks met together on Tuesday. Commendable for coming in uh, on a day off to to get together to work. But Vic Fangio said he guessed that they got laxed with their social distancing. He guessed that they got laxed uh, with with their mask wearing. And Drew Locke admitted that earlier today. So I don't understand when all of these rules are in place, why the NFL is supposed to go out of their way to help the Broncos, who are the ones that broke the rules. The NFL uh, didn't necessarily have to go out of their way to help the Broncos. The NFL should have gone out of their way to help all of us, uh, the ones who make their league a multi-billion dollar league. Um, No one deserved to have to watch that game. And making the Broncos play as a punishment, not only punish the Broncos, which they were probably uh, deserve, they were definitely deserving of punishment, but it punished all the people who make this league work who make this league run it is the it is the viewers it is the fans who make this a multi-billion dollar league so i'm not on board with the with the fans being punished because the fans did nothing i'm also not on board with kendall hinton being punished i'm not on on board with uh philip Lindsay and, and bryce callahan who were injured in this game being punished and so that's my problem so move the game or honestly i would have been more on board with them just making the broncos forfeit uh what playing the game to me, it was an absolute joke, and it's not its not what this league is about. So I just felt the punishment was directed at the wrong people. Well, and it does seem like the NFL uh, wanted the Broncos to forfeit because, of course, Adam Schefter tweeted last night, the Broncos are not going to forfeit, which kind of makes it to me seem like uh, that was asked of the Broncos. Or, or they, the NFL said, are you guys going to forfeit this game because you don't have quarterbacks? But, Ryan, you know what happens if you forfeit a game? No one gets paid. The Saints wouldn't get paid. The Broncos wouldn't get paid. So uh, the Broncos aren't going to forfeit the game and and just pass all of that up. And I totally understand what you're saying. Ryan, I didn't want to sit here and watch this game. I I, I just tried to think of it on the flip side. What were people saying when it was the New England Patriots that were having a COVID outbreak? And yeah, they, they, they were uh, not doing some things according to the, the rules. Potentially, I think that came out. They were fine this morning um, and, and they were punished. Well, what if this were the same thing? The, the Broncos are going to be punished for this. And it is unfortunate that we were punished for this. But what if the Saints were messing up and, and it just affected their quarterbacks? Because what I think is important to note here is by following the rules, 
this is what the rules led to because the NFL said we will move games if it, it's the player safety in terms of COVID. And so player safety in terms of COVID with this, Ryan, uh, is that they didn't think there was an outbreak going on with the Broncos. They thought to help player safety, it was to take these quarterbacks out. And now I know that fans are upset that uh, these guys have tested negative and negative and negative sense, but it's just the rule that they came up with. So I, uh, it's, it, it sucks, Ryan. It, it really does. I just, just to be fair, obviously from a Broncos perspective, you don't want this game here, but the NFL followed the rules that, you know, that the, the leagues agreed on. Yeah. I just, what I don't understand is where, where the line is drawn on player safety, because if you are presuming uh, that the, the quarterback's, did have COVID, right? That's the reason why they're out. They're not out at because they're being suspended for violating COVID protocols. They're out because of the risk involved with the high risk exposure that they had with Jeff Driscoll. So my question is, okay, well, those, those guys were out there practicing. They were handing the ball off to running backs. They were throwing the ball to wide receivers. Uh, why is it not, why is there not more precaution being taken on the part of the league if they're actually presuming that one of those guys could be positive, which is why they can't play. Well, and that's the, and that that's a very fair argument, Ryan. And that's where it is. It's not because the the Broncos were down their quarterbacks because that doesn't follow the rules. And you know what? I don't know where the NFL draws the line with that. So if that's the case, then absolutely it, it should have been. And a lot of people are coming at me in the comment section. And this, you know, this is what I thought. This is what I felt. So I wanted to be honest with you guys uh, about it because that's just how I've seen this break down the past 24 hours and I know it was not going to be the popular opinion uh, of Broncos country but one thing that I think everyone should understand is the Broncos have have uh, or the NFL has moved games back because of outbreaks like we're seeing with the Baltimore Ravens that is an outbreak right now I don't think the Broncos have an outbreak so I understand what you're saying the Broncos, the, these guys were exposed to it, and then they were back in the building on Saturday uh, mm -hmm. doing, doing part of practice. So that, I think, is a fair point, Ryan. Uh, and it really, regardless of it, it's a disappointment that we had to, uh, that, that we had to witness this today. Yeah, because I want to know if the NFL then tracked all of the close contacts with each and every one of those guys, and, and they came up with nothing, because I don't think that's what would have happened. I think that, you know, again, when, when we're talking about player safety here, if those guys are out because they had a high-risk exposure, the reason they're out is because they could be contagious uh, despite being asymptomatic. But so then were all of the people, were they was their contact tracing done and were those guys held out? Not, not from what I can tell. So I just, I, I don't know, like you said, you don't know where the, the NFL draws the line. I don't know where the NFL draws the line. Uh, and I think when you have something like this that's, you know, as ridiculous as a team being without all of their quarterbacks, you have to step in and do something if you're the NFL. And to just sit back and say, like, well, you're on your own, um, I thought it was a failure on the NFL. I also think it was a massive failure on the part of the Players Association to not step in and say something. I thought it was a failure on the part of the Broncos uh, organizationally to not get the NFL to do something. I just – I. I think that playing the game and making the Broncos play the game was the absolute worst answer to all of this um, because of the secondary, you know, secondhand punishment that was doled out because of it. A lot of people whose fault this wasn't were punished because of 
you know, uh, Drew Locke and Blake Bortles and Brett Rippon letting their guards down. They did let their teammates down, but I don't think that all of those people, including the fans, should have been punished uh, for their actions. And, and that's fine, and I think we're just going to have to disagree there just, just because of the way I interpret it and, and how you interpret it uh, as well. And really quick, just for people saying it, I believe the Patriots had five players test positive for COVID, so that is more than the Broncos had today. So it's not really fair just to say that, that it was Cam Newton. But, Ryan, one of the things that you said in there, which I think is interesting, which I've seen a lot the past 24 hours, is this wouldn't have happened if the Broncos had an owner in terms of we saw the report that John Elway talked to the NFL and tried to get them to move it, but it wasn't enough. Obviously that that didn't move it. And a lot of people saying if the Broncos had an owner that this thing could have changed and that they could have talked to, to Goodell and changed it. What, where do you stand with that? Oh, I'm absolutely in that camp. Um, because in the end, you know, this is a, an old boys club, a buddy, buddy thing when it comes to all this stuff. So, you know, when, if Bob Kraft calls up Roger Goodell and asks for a favor, well, you know, he's a highly respected owner. And so he, you know, he's going to at least have a good conversation with Roger Goodell and might end up getting his way. You know, in the end, Roger Goodell works for the owners that he, he is employed by the owners. So when they're calling and banging down his door saying, Hey, you got to take, you got to have my back on this one. And I'll have your back when it comes your, when it comes your time. Um, those are the top types of conversations that happen behind the scenes. So if the Broncos had Pat Bolin, for example, one of the most respected owners of all time on their side for this game, I think that he would have been able to get something done. Uh, you know, Joe Ellis has the respect, I think, of Roger Goodell, but he's not an owner uh, and he never will be. And so in, in all reality, Roger Goodell doesn't work for Joe Ellis and he doesn't work for John Elway. He works for the owners, which neither of them are one. So to me, I think that if the Broncos had an owner, they would have had a lot more pull in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think an, an owner would have only helped. And Ryan, that's just another thing that we see in this whole piece uh, of how difficult it is to run an organization when you don't have an owner. Uh, and I know Mace will make a, a lot of points about you know how, the, how this goes further than just the NFL with the Broncos not having an owner, how uh, if, if Pat Boland were still here running this organization, how this would be handled very differently internally uh, with the Broncos themselves. So just a, a really, really unfortunate situation. Uh, Vic Fangio said after the game, if the Broncos quarterbacks continue to test pot or continue to test negative for COVID, they will be able to be back in the building on Tuesday. And so I know a lot of people that said, ah, the game should be pushed. The game should be pushed. If it was pushed till Tuesday, there is a chance that the Broncos quarterbacks would have been able to be in the building for the game. Absolutely. All right, let's change directions here. We got to give out our DraftKings king of the game. And to me, there was really only one option here. Uh, maybe some people will disagree, not me. Uh, this goes out to Kendall Hinton. Um, put in one of the worst positions I've ever seen a player put in in NFL history. Uh, he had absolutely no chance to succeed today. Uh, and he went out there. He answered the the call when the Broncos called and said, hey, can you do it? He said yes. He went out there, stepped up for his teammates. He had no chance. He had no chance today. Uh, and he put on the jersey, went out there, and tried to do the best he could for his teammates. I have a ton of respect for Kendall Hinton. And as I tweeted it out, I hope the Broncos keep him around uh, because that's a guy I want on my football team, a guy who knew that the odds were stacked against him and said, I don't care. I'll go out there and play for my guys. 
And you could see it at the end of the game, Ryan, when, when the Broncos lose 31 to three, the offense is barely able to do anything. You have Bradley Chubb uh, and you have a lot of defensive players going over to him, grabbing him, giving him a hug. That's exactly the type of respect that Kendall Hinton deserves. Uh, he was put in an incredibly difficult situation. Ryan, he got hours to prepare for this game. When, when, when most of Denver woke up this morning, Kendall Hinton was still on the practice squad as a wide receiver. Just a couple hours later, he goes in under center, number two, having to throw some passes, having to do some things that he hasn't done in years. So without a doubt, uh, all the respect in the world for Kendall, Kendall Hinton. And I totally agree with you, Ryan. He should stay with this organization for the rest of the season for what he did today because he just gained a ton of respect by his teammates and the organization. Absolutely. Uh, and he deserves every bit of that respect. Uh, and I just I feel bad for him. Um, because I assume this is not the way he imagined his NFL career starting. Um, and, you know, maybe you make the case that if it's not for this, he, his NFL career never gets off the ground in the first place uh, as he was stuck on the practice squad. But you know what? You, uh, you guys, you, you dream of moments like this when you're a kid coming up, when you make it to Wake Forest and, and, and you know, you're playing football and you, you get picked up by the Broncos. You dream of what your NFL debut is going to look like and getting a call about you know, 24 hours before the game being told, hey, we need you to play a position you haven't played in over two years and you left that position for a reason uh, at the highest level against one of the best defenses in the game. It just sucks. He was given no chance to succeed. Uh, and, you know, his stat line is abysmal. Uh, and, you know, he had a couple really bad throws. And and I, I just hate, you know, like he's going to go to – he's not, he doesn't feel good right now. I, I You know, it, he didn't go out there and – and live out the dream that he hoped he would have. So, uh, you know, I, I feel I feel sorry for him. But uh, at the same time, uh, I'm really proud of the kid because he went out there and stepped up. Uh, and I and re I really don't think he thought twice about it. Ryan, a cool thing about these past 24 hours from him was he has Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, all of these guys tweeting about him. Everyone knows his name now. And, of course, it didn't go as everyone wanted, but it's not like it was just a, to a total surprise at all. He did not let anyone down, so he should hang his head high tonight uh, and, and not be disappointed at all. It was what you expected, and that is why it was such a bummer that all four of the Broncos quarterbacks were knocked out. And Ryan, since we're... Since we all know how bad the game was, and and regardless on if you think they should have played or not, it was bad. There were so many bad things. We don't need to harp on those because in the end, it probably doesn't mean much anyways. I want to kind of go around and give some helmet stickers, which I know is very unconventional for a 28-point win. Uh, but but I'm uh -huh. going to stick... Uh, Yo, yeah, twenty-eight point loss. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with some guys that uh, you know surprised in an unexpected way today. And Royce Freeman, I thought he did a really good job. I mean, he had a spin move. Who would have expected to see Royce Freeman with a spin move for a first down? Uh, and and I really liked the way he played. He finished with a, uh, a team high fifty rushing yards on eight attempts. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been saying this since training camp. First of all, we were very hard on Royce Freeman at the start of his career or not actually at the start, but after his ankle injury that happened shortly after the start of his career, which is off to a great start, he had not looked like an explosive uh, or, you know, very useful NFL back. Uh, and he came back this season and made a lot of changes and you could see it from training camp on that. He had an explosion back that he hadn't had last season. Uh, and really when he came back in his rookie season, uh, and I'm really, really happy for him. I honestly think that he should maybe start eating into uh, Melvin Gordon's carries a little bit 
because I think that he is, uh, you know, a better option in certain situations when it comes to wanting that bigger bodied back. Yeah, and and I'm really impressed with what he did. Uh, and it shows that he's been listed as the emergency quarterback. That shows what the coaches think of him. Ryan, I'm going to the other side. Asang Bassi getting his first career interception today. Uh, that That's something he deserves because of just how he's jumped out on the scene. And he is an undrafted rookie. And he made this roster ahead of a lot of guys that we thought were potentially going to be the third corner on this team. Uh, so it's awesome to see him get rewarded for his hard work. And, and he's a guy that he's going to be here as long as Vic is here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Great stuff from him. Um, there's a couple other guys who deserve credit today. Demarcus Walker, I thought, had a pretty nice game. I do think it was his fault, potentially, on that long Latavius Murray run. It looked like uh, Justin Simmons was supposed to blitz the gap that he ended up in, and he was supposed to be in the gap that Latavius Murray ended up going through. That's just my guess. Either way, uh, he's had a nice season, and I think he deserves credit for it. Uh, another sack today, so good for him. Um, and and uh, do you, is there any other ones that you wanted to give out? One more, Brandon McManus hitting a 58-yard field goal. Ryan, w- was that your uh, your 58-yard field goal? I can't remember. I think I said that he was going to hit a game-winning field goal, which uh, that was before the Broncos had all their <laughs> quarterbacks taken away from them. And he did, absolutely deserves it for the 58-yard field goal. But speaking of me predicting the Broncos to win before they t- had all their quarterbacks taken away from them, that leads me to uh, this question for you, Zach. What would this game have looked like if the Broncos had Drew Locke out there? It still would have been a loss, Ryan. It would have been a lot closer to that point spread, that initial point spread of six points. But was Taysom Hill bad? Yeah, he, he was really bad. But I believe that once the Saints got 7-0, they said, we're not going to do anything to lose this game and and they totally changed the way that they were playing uh it, it's really hard for me to see a team that puts up over 200 rushing yards on a broncos defense and i think the broncos came to play the broncos defense came to play but still they they were pounding the rock uh and the the broncos just weren't obviously able to do anything on the ground and it's just hard for me to think that their running attack what would have been much better obviously it would have been better i think because there would have been a threat of a passing game but it's hard for me to think it would have been much better because these saints are a team that is the best run defense in the nfl and has given up 34 rushing yards per game in the past three games yeah i gotta say i uh disagree with you again here um i think i'm not saying the broncos would have won um because in the end who knows but i do think it would have been a toss-up game which is what i thought it would have been from the start Uh, A lot of the Saints points, I don't have the exact number in front of me, came off of turnovers, which were really bad turnovers. I mean, the Broncos had no chance of moving the ball. They're just kind of chucking it up uh, on some some plays that had no chance to succeed anyway because Kendall Hinton doesn't know what he's looking at. Um, So to me, I think that this would have at least been a toss-up game. If the Broncos could have simply just forced the Saints into a game where they had to pass the ball a little bit, uh, I think they would have had a really, really hard time moving it. So uh, to me, I don't know if the Broncos would have won, but I, I thought it was a toss-up uh, before the game because of Taysom Hill's you know deficiencies. And I think it would have been a toss-up. I think it would have been a really close game had the Broncos been out there with a real NFL quarterback. And so the Broncos had three turnovers in this game, of course, two interceptions and that one fumble by Lloyd Cushenberry not Philip Lindsay. So he gets to to keep the undefeated streak, which he should. I mean, that, that was a very bad 
snap by Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, but but Ryan, Drew Locke, just looking looking at his career, would have had at least one interception. Maybe there's another fumble somewhere else in this game. So, it, it, I mean, it's not like the Broncos had five turnovers. I think it would have been a much, much closer game. But I'm saying maybe a six-point game kind of like the spread. That's what I thought it was going to be going into the game. Taysom Hill, boy, Jameis Winston should be in there playing. I mean, he was very underwhelming. But the the Saints just controlled the lines of scrimmage. And, of course, it's so hard to think about what this would have been. Uh, if the Broncos had a quarterback, because that is just the the complete opposite. So I certainly not a 28 point loss, but I'm just going to stick with what I had uh, initially in terms of uh, I think I had it a four point game. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, it's a shame that we didn't get to see, and and in the end, it's really a shame that Drew Locke uh, lost the game here because as we know, we've been talking about this uh, all season. This season is about finding out about Drew Locke. Uh, and unfortunately, this one's 100% his fault. Um, you know, obviously, you can make the case that what they did wasn't that big of an infraction, uh, but they broke the rules. And that's another area where I don't know if this would have happened uh, if Pat Bowen was around. I think that, you know, if he was around, he would have wanted to, the Broncos to be the absolute mark of what looks like to be a team that handles COVID well. And that starts with the with the starting quarterback, Zach. So this is uh, as disappointed as I've been in Drew because he is supposed to be the leader of this football team. Uh, and again, I don't know how big of a deal it is, you know, that they took their masks off during a meeting. But you are the leader. And so you have to be the last person that this sort of thing happens with. Uh, and And Drew paid dearly for it. Um, not just by not being able to play this game, but for taking one away from the sample size um, and, and letting down his teammates. Uh, because regardless of your feelings on how the NFL handled this, Drew and the rest of the quarterbacks let down their teammates by letting this. Yeah, he, he absolutely did, Ryan. And that is what Vic Fangio said after the game and why I was so interested in hearing what Vic had to say, because he could have taken the route of saying, uh, you know, th this is under investigation right now. We don't want to talk about it and honestly give his quarterbacks an out. And then, you know, by the time we talk to Vic on Wednesday, again, if we, if we're still not talking about it tomorrow, he could say that's in the past. I mean, that's something that Broncos head coaches have said. We don't want to talk about Paxton Lynch after cutting. And that's it. That's a thing of the past. That's what the Broncos did a couple years ago. That's what he could have said. But instead he said, I'm very disappointed in the position that the quarterbacks put our team and the position that the quarterbacks put the league. The, Ryan, the league would have way rather had Drew Locke out there playing today. Uh, I, I, ex I expect, because just like you said, it's a bummer that we had to sit through that. The fans had to sit through that. But he said multiple times he was disappointed in the quarterbacks. And then he also took blame on himself. He said, I'm disappointed in myself that clearly I have not been telling uh, how important these protocols are and, and passing it along to them. And Ryan, you make a great point about uh, Pat Bowlen, if he were here, how, how you think the organization would be handling this differently in terms of just never letting it get to this. And what's so disappointing about all of this is, Ryan, who is leading the Broncos' efforts on this front and has been this entire year on the COVID protocols? Uh, I believe, are you re referencing the fact that Brittany is in charge uh, exactly. of the COVID, whatever you want? There's a 
response, not response team, but uh, task force or whatever yep. you want to call exactly. it. Exactly. I believe it is the task force. It's, it's Brittany. She, she's the one leading it. And, uh, you know, you, you just think that Pat would have been all about her leading it and then all about enforcing exactly what she has. And so it's, it's just, it's just more insult to injury to, to everything that these past 24 hours have been about. Yeah. Uh, a shame all around and really in the end, uh, I think the fans got the brunt of the punishment here because even though those players were out there today in a position that I don't think they should have been in, they get paid. Uh, and uh, you and I, we get paid for our work today. Uh, and the fans, uh, they paid uh, to watch that, even if it's just their cable bill. Uh, it wasn't worth it, whatever percentage of the cable bill they had to pay today. And and even just, you know, de- dedicating their time. So I feel uh, sorry for the fans. And like I said, Drew Locke is certainly in the quarterbacks are certainly not uh, innocent in this. Um, but I think there's a lot of blame to go around. And I already mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. I think the NFL handled it poorly. I think the NFL Players Association uh, didn't do enough. I think the Broncos didn't do enough to take care of their team. And and absolutely, the quarterbacks didn't do their job in, put, in, in preventing this from happening. So a lot of failures. And in the end, the, the, the worst of it is the fans, at least you hope, uh, because in the end, uh, Bryce Callahan and Philip Lindsay did suffer injuries that took them out of the game. So you just have to cross your fingers that that's nothing. And, and the Broncos understood what was going on. And that's why they took them out of the game, because they obviously had no chance to win. Uh, but the fans take the brunt of this. And, and that bums me out the most because uh, the fans deserve better. Yeah, really quick on those injury fronts. We did not get an update on Bryce Callahan. We know it was a foot injury. And certainly Bryce Callahan and foot is not something that people want to hear. Uh, and Philip Lindsay, according to Vic Fangio, he quote, tweaked his knee a little bit. Severity is not known. Um, Ryan, the fact that Philip was out there for the rest of the game, walking around, obviously he didn't look happy about the way he, things were going, but he didn't go into the locker room right after it. Uh, to me is maybe a, some hope that this was a tweaking of the knee and nothing more. Uh, at that point of the game, it was smart just to pull him. If it was a knee tweak, if he just thought anything could have been wrong, you pull him. The Broncos made the right decision there, in my opinion. Uh, and in the end, you just got to cross your fingers for Bryce Callahan, too, because it sounds like it's going to be okay for Phil. But like you said, Bryce Callahan is in foot is not what you want to hear. When I woke up this morning, that was my first thought is, man, I just hope no one gets hurt today because this game is stupid um, and the Broncos truly had no chance. So, um, so Ryan, I, I have a question for you because um, I was concerned about Kentel Hinton's safety because he was being thrown back there. Clearly, I mean, you couldn't have expect him to know what to do every time he was out there. And you have, you know, some, some fantastic Pro Bowl players coming after him. So I'm really happy that he walked away. And of course, I didn't want anyone to get hurt, but kind of the way you're talking, should the Broncos just have forfeited this game? Because I don't necessarily think that Philip Lindsay and certainly Bryce Callahan were put at more of a disadvantage in this game compared to just, let's say, Drew Locke was out there and playing in a football game. I obviously can't think Kendall Hilton, Hinton was put in a very worse situation than it would have otherwise been. But do you think that the Broncos themselves just should have said, you know what, uh, we can't put our players in this situation? I don't think so. Uh, I just don't, I don't, even if I would say yes, I would know that they weren't ever going to do that. Uh, you know, from John Elway on down, these are competitors. Uh, and 
oftentimes the team itself doesn't realize how big of a you know what how large what they're up against is until they've been out there for a couple series um you know you heard about uh players being really excited for Kendall Hinton and you know like hyping him up before the game and obviously they're going to do that I just I don't think they knew it was going to look as bad as it ended up looking um so I don't think the Broncos were ever going to do that um I I will say to me why I just I don't like the fact that these guys got injured is because this was at best, like a, a preseason game. It just it counts in the record, but the Broncos never stood a chance. So to me, that's why I, you know, I just I don't like the fact that guys got injured in a game that was to me a farce from start to finish. Yeah, and and, and that's that's fair. I totally understand where you're coming from there. And in the end, I mean, just just when the Broncos maybe get a little bit of hope in their season and for Drew Locke with the game yesterday or with the game last week, all of this comes down. Now the Broncos are at four and seven and please Broncos fans don't look at what Patrick Mahomes did today, at least what he did in the first half, because I just kind of stopped paying attention to the NFL uh, after, after that. But uh, that's who the Broncos have in one week from today. Apparently the chiefs ended up blowing the cover. Oh, did they, did they hang on to the win? They did hang on to the win, but they only won by three. Wow. And yeah, last I saw it was three and a half. Did it move any more before the game? Uh, no, I think it sat at three and a half. So there you go. They uh, they blew the cover by a half point. Wow. How about that? And uh, man, may- maybe the Chiefs are, are a little cold going into next week's game, Ryan. May- maybe that second half slowed them down and Broncos are going to have a chance with Drew Locke back. Well, Drew should at least be healthier than he has been uh, for a while here because he got a nice little rest today. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. There's not much more to say. uh, Screw this. Screw this. Screw this. Screw this. Except for that. Uh, So that's going to wrap it up for us uh, after what was just a weird 24 hour for the Broncos, a farcical football game. uh, And honestly, a waste of everyone's time. Uh, So with that being said, y'all have a great night.